T-shirts that you have to explain. Oh, for fuck's sake! Here we go sake. again. Yeah, I know. Again. God, Short. God forbid. Sharp. I know. Shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a T-shirt that just says "mouth feel." Don't explain it. <laughs> there just you go. Let it. Let it out there. I but but that's a T-shirt you have to explain. No. No. Yeah. Let people enjoy the mystery. <clears throat> it's the well, one that's where it's any like T-shirt. Yeah. Enjoy the, the mystery? With, with T-shirts yes. where they have like a million different things well, written on them. Well, there's oh, your T-shirt, so Barry. Enjoy the mystery. There you yeah. go. And just what it is, it's a black background uh-huh. with just a lot of like little random things in it. And then that caption. Like a potato. Yeah. A and, potato and, and a sock. And a lawnmower. <laughs> and potato. Yeah. And you put a potato in the sock and you have a weapon. No, I think. <laughs> hence the mystery. I think yeah. Barry needs to wear it. His shirt is obviously nothing here. <laughs> no, I'm well, that's a mouthfeel. It's a good explanation of what you're mm-hmm. looking at. And I'll wear fuck your mouthfeels. <laughs> <laughs> really? We're going to do I'm with stupid t shirts and. Uh, uh, apparently so. As long as I have other. the right T-shirt. As long as it doesn't have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Nobody has to explain. I'm with Barry T-shirts. I'm yeah. stupid. I'm with <laughs> Same stupid. Thing. Same thing. I yeah. just don't like having to explain my clothing to people. You. <laughs> well, when have you had to ever explain anything to anyone, Barry? Yeah. You just really. assume we're all going to get it. No, he just doesn't explain if someone asks. Uh, yeah. He doesn't. Ha- <laughs> What's this have to? What, what the? What was what? the last fucking thing you did that you had to do Whoa. that didn't involve Beb threatening you with death? Beb? Beb. You said Beb. <laughs> I said Beb. Who the fuck is Beb? I don't know. <laughs> that alternate universe I Deb? think it's a badass it's, Deb, it's Deb with and a I just kind of... Hey, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of... I'm low the dishwasher. Beb. Why? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I don't have to explain to you why I haven't... Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> <laughs> Picks up the phone. Mommy, she hit me again. <laughs> oh God! And mommy was like, "Well, what'd you say?" Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. That that does sound like a good description of his mother. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> She'd probably just say, "The fuck you telling me for?" <laughs> Although, Barry, I do have a question though. Yes. What's your shirt mean? Fuck you. <laughs> okay, miss. <laughs> For those not in the studio audience, I am wearing. I don't care. A I don't green care. Dragon I don't, why are you explaining? Yeah, it? You don't have it. to explain it to I don't anybody. Have to. But I just I chose. It. <laughs> this time, Barry, you're misreading the room. Nobody cares. <sighs> I don't like my friends. Wow. You have friends? Yeah, really. That's why you? haven't we met? Or are you people? people? <laughs> Beb, what are these what do you friends? Think you? <laughs> <laughs> You're so gonna get hit before the end of the show, no, dude. No, I actually like that. There okay, badass. Yeah, badass. He framed it just right. Yeah, I, that was that's yeah major recovery there. You don't get those very often. Yeah, especially not you. <laughs> you got to you got the sunglasses on moment there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll get hit by the end of the show. Yeah, it may happen. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Beb Shock. I am Master Storgo. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Commander K. 
Okay. Vlark, I guess. <laughs> With Professor Biggs. And Deb. And we're here to talk week and geek. I was really wondering where you're going to go there. Figure you're going <laughs> to stick I with Deb. because I, like, bed, bed, bed. Yeah. Then she <laughs> sounds like me. She didn't want to sound like Andy. Bed, bed. Does anyone. Even Andy doesn't want to sound like Andy. Oh, man. Wow. Ripping on Andy in the first 30 seconds. Wow. Nice. How unfair it. to rip on Andy while he isn't here. <laughs> while he isn't here. But we rip on him while he's here. <laughs> or as we like to call it, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Jacques Monkeys, for listening. Thank you, Kofi members. So glad to have you aboard. Here it is. We're approaching the end of the year, right? The countdown has begun. Right. I mean, we're not Christmas yet, but we're getting close. Yeah. Right? Very close. It'll be very close by the time this drops. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. It'll be even closer. It will. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Technically, we're, now it's closer than when I started that. We're sentence. in yeah. the future. But it'll even be like, as we speak. But it'll be like Price is Right. It'll be real close, but not over. Unless. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. They're not all winners, folks. Now, there's something that we wanted to do last week, ran out of time, and so we are definitely going to start off with that this week, and that's what's going to my mouth. Hooray! It's the game show no one likes uh, to play. I came back for this. <laughs> this yep. week. Well, no one likes it when you have the thing. Yeah, I didn't buy it. <laughs> this one came from Microscoop, okay. who is an avid listener of Geek Shock, and he bought us... Yeah. Candy. Oh, I like candy. It's Yay. gummy bears. I love gummy bears. They're oh. keto-friendly gummy bears. Okay. Oh, my, oh my God, no. Sugar-free, vegan-free. Sugar-free, vegan gummy bears. Vegan-free? You want to turn over the back with the big giant? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who would like one? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Deb was trying Remember to say Remember we were yet? talking about this on the show? This bag has like a giant box around the warning. I'll let you, I'll let you read that. Okay. What? There's a warning on the back. Consumption may cause stomach discomfort and or <laughs> laxative effect. Yep. Individual tolerance <laughs> yep. will vary. Yep. Microscope. Uh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that because I went with my vegan friend to one of his vegan restaurants yesterday and I already had dis uh, intestinal discomfort. Barry, give him two. Okay. Yeah, fuck right. your <laughs> vegan friendly oh, bullshit. Uh, who's gonna have one? Well, oh, I'm gonna have one because I, I understand what's going these on. These aren't here. the gummies that get you high. No, 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 these are just regular gummies. They're just regular gummy bears. There's no, nothing there's no weed in them, right? Uh, do They're me a favor, chew away bears. from the mic so my editing. You do isn't not want to give me a gummy lot? bear. You want to yeah. go home and rethink your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say that every time hey, I come here. Let me have the bag. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Let him eat the bag. Oh, God. Steve, hey. self-report. Don't eat a whole bag of keto gummy bears right before bed, folks. I just want to say, Microsoft, they smell great. Yeah. They smell like gummy bears, except they, they smell kind of funny. They're not like... They're not like the Haribo They're like, ones. I'm in a room with no vegans. Vegan-free. They smell it's a little the, funny um, and a little annoying. Kind of like uh, rubbery. Bill Maher, I guess. Like a rubbery smell. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the malatol that'll do it. I'm sorry? Yeah. The malatol. That yeah. will make you have uh, the shits. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a sweetener that'll really. That's how they get you. Well, it seems like it's one of those things that you don't eat the bag, right? Exactly. That's, that's, the, that's, that's exactly the what the well, warning is about. Well, of course, the bag's have, made out of some foil plasticky have, thing. 
<laughs> I'm not eating that shit. You can have. Uh, oh crap! <laughs> what? The, what? He's looking at the serving size. The serving size. I'm looking at the serving size, and this one is ten pieces. No, it's fairly honest. Okay. What does it say? Say it. This, <laughs> for fuck's sake! Oh you gotta God. lead into it, you dick. You know Barry's impatient, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get to it! I don't have that long a lifespan. No. Barry, Steve's all about foreplay. <laughs> Fungal. All right. So the serving size is twenty-five grams. Okay. Uh, guess how many servings are in this container? How many? Two. Oh shit! You're so, supposed to eat half the bag. Yeah, and that. Fuck and all the way off. <laughs> yeah, that will give you the shits. <laughs> if I so, wow, that's a so lot I don't know who it. these keto masochists are, but yeah, if you ate if you ate half that bag. Oh look, be... look, Jeff. Wow, oh, Jeff I will have one. one. Fuck up. Even though I'm already already regretting not it. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and happy enjoy them about it. Away from the mic. Enjoy them, unless we want to do a little ASMR. It, they, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they just taste like... Very waxy. Yeah, and they taste like soft gummy bears. No. They taste gross. <laughs> they taste, you know what they taste like? At least mine, my color, your color may change. Play-Doh. It tastes like Play-Doh. <laughs> it oh, does wow. kind of taste like Play-Doh, like yeah. Orange. It's Play-Doh like an orange is Play-Doh. kind of salty, isn't it, though? There's a hint it can of that be. Jesus, how do all of you know how Play-Doh tastes? <laughs> how do you well, not know what Play-Doh tastes yeah, like? I don't know uh, how paste tastes either. What? Well, also, it's you know, kind of milky. A lot of kids make, like in school when we were kids, they would make Play-Doh. So you would make yep. it from scratch. Wow. Yeah. So you, I mean, you knew what went into it. Yeah, but I taste the store-bought stuff, and it tastes like this. <laughs> <laughs> These taste like regret. <laughs> Well, it's Play-Doh with a hint of fruit. I, I'll tell you what this is. These are the white claw of gummy bears. <laughs> That's true. That's very gross. True. But what was so weird was the give, right? Usually, when you bite into a gummy bear, They're it has chewy. a bo- has a bounciness to it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You have to. You actually have to work at it. Right. Your teeth just went right through this. This, this cu- was like biting into a wax gum, a piece of wax gum. It's like those sun-kissed fruit gels. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of. But yeah. it tasted not like that. Yeah, because it hardly had any taste at all. It's this, weird. This wasn't pleasant. No, they're they're weird. No, but I'll eat them. <laughs> you know what? Eat the bag and report back to yes. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh After gosh. The show. Let's see. Which of my Superman jammies will I sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, guys. Anyone with a butt flap in it? For apparently. Uh, future, for future, what's going in my mouth? We should include at least one extra large size of adult diapers, <laughs> so that when Steve does his bit, <laughs> he doesn't ruin any more jammies. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Microscope, uh, for sending that to us. Definitely in the spirit of the bit. So thank you so much. It was terrible. Definitely in the spirit. Of, what is that? A slam or something? No, no, no. It's supposed to, What's a, going to my mouth? Yeah, it's, a it's true. supposed to be horrible things. It didn't start out that way, but that's what it's become. Do, do, shall I recount the history of what's going in my mouth? Oh, I go. <laughs> Steven Seagal's lightning bolt. Children, sit down, grab your butt pillows. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Once upon a time, there was a show called Ugly Couch Show. Yes, Ugly Couch Show, I remember. Early stuff. Me, Jeff, Paul, right? Yep. Uh, We started bringing, Paul started bringing energy drinks to the show, so I would start buying energy drinks for the show. 
But I thought it'd be more fun to try different energy drinks, right? Because there's so many out there still that way. And so I just grabbed whatever was off the shelf. And it was just like, yep, this time we're just drinking this. Hey, nothing different, right? If, if we were drinking alcohol, it'd be just the new beer that week. Mm-hmm. Nothing weird. Until we hit Steven Seagal's lightning bolt. <laughs> Yes. Steven so Seagal's gross. Lightning Bolt was the show changer. I would in fact I would say all of Geek Shock is in that moment. It still gives me nightmares. That was a flavor that was never beheld to man. Paul had the best dis- description of it that uh, it tasted like a grape sucker that someone left on the bus. Perfect. Perfect description. And at that point, I started looking for awful things. And that's what. Yes. Oh, and then he found Lester Fixins. Lester Fixins. Well, <laughs> you know, that was a later chapter. But yes, very, very important. But a very history. important chapter. In that and that's um, some idiot on eBay is selling Steven Seagal's lightning bolt. One can. $1,500 or best offer. <laughs> oh, for, my best offer is south of that. What was wow. crazy about it is that at the time, we didn't know what really this word was about because in all these energy drinks a lot of it was about mystery ingredients right strange wonderful odd pieces of science that they're going to put in there to give you more energy the ingredient in lightning bolt was cordyceps yep you know the thing that created the zombies in the last of us are you kidding (laughs) the things that make ants go to the tall trees and die that fungus yep Yep. gross nice so so yeah so when are you guys going to be climbing trees? Uh, well, time will tell. Uh, yes. <laughs> so short history of what's going to my mouth. That's what it is. And true to the spirit, these Fresh Finest is the company. Keto-friendly gummy bears. Keto. Good on you. <laughs> Sorry? Keto. Asia shocking. Absolutely. <laughs> Keto Kalen. Can uh, anybody see this uh, moment in Geek Shock history? I believe it's out there. I, in fact, I think I know where it's at. The if YouTube you, channel it, still exists. Yes. If you want to look up Ugly Couch Show on YouTube, it is the an anime-based one. I know that. Well, the subject is anime. The subject of that particular yeah, show is Don't go looking anime. for an Ugly Couch Show in anime. You, you can. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> you can look you for anything. You find what you're looking for, them. <laughs> <laughs> you can look, but you won't touch. Yeah. <laughs> what? You yeah, can no look, one wants to buy the body pillow. Yep. <laughs> no one wants to buy the body pillow of Stephen Biggs. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't be sad if there's missing episodes because YouTube yanks them and I just got tired of fighting it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, yeah, it's out there. And if, you know, if I can remember, you know, Kofi members remind me and I'll try to find that episode and post it up so everyone can see it. It's a beautiful, beautiful moment. Yakov ripoff? Nope. Now, we're not doing that here, Steve. We're not going through them all and finding out. That's a post-show thing. What? So, that out of the way, what geeky things did you do this week? You know, Jeff, I'm going to start with you because, obviously, Disneyland's broken. You're here. What? I did go to Disneyland last week. Uh, you know how I it know? It ended up being a last-minute trip. Nope, nope, I'm interrupting. Uh, this is how I know Jeff went to Disneyland, because Quark's favorite bartender, Darren, texted me in the middle yeah. of the day saying, hey, do me a favor, text Jeff to go on Guardians of the Galaxy ride, because he won't go. 
<laughs> and he didn't even go on the ride, so. Well, you didn't go. Of course not. If you would have gone, he would have gone. Why didn't you go? Why didn't you go on the ride? It is so much better than Tower of Terror. That ride is amazing. I don't like drop towers. That's it. Oh, my God. He's, he, he, he doesn't like the, the, the scaredies. He doesn't like the scare scares. Oh, my God. I love the butterflies. I get butterflies in my stomach when that. I love it. It's like one of my <laughs> favorite rides. Uh, the reason we went, it was, a, it was kind of a last minute trip because uh, I wanted to go to Festival of Holidays at DCA. That's uh, their little, you know, you buy your little uh, lanyard that's got the little tickets on it. And you get to try a bunch of little food items. So we went and did that. Um, and also because Darren is a big fan of Christmas and he really wanted to see Disney all decorated for Christmas, which was actually pretty cool. It's pretty phenomenal. It's they, they I mean, all the little touches. In fact, uh, right when we were near the uh, the Jungle Cruise, they had a Christmas tree made out of things that you would find in the jungle, like uh, piranha bones made to look like uh, reindeer. And they had coconuts glued together to look like a snowman because they're painted white. So jungle centric stuff that like somebody would have put together to make a Christmas tree yeah. were they away from that. So uh, yeah, uh, festival of holidays, a lot of fun. Um, got to try a bunch of different food. And uh, what was your favorite food? Um, you know what? The one that really surprised me was this, uh, this chicken empanada that they had. And it just, it the seasoning and the flavor blend was just, Wow. It caught, caught me completely off guard. Um, after that, though, I would say the thing that was uh, the best was this um, this pork belly dish that the name is escaping me. It's just a little thick cut slice of pork belly on some seasoned rice. But the, the flavors on it were just really phenomenal. So chicken empanada number one. Yeah. Pork I, I, belly it dish. surprised me, too, because... Um, up to that, there was a carnitas mac and cheese that was number one. Well, that sounds nice. Oh, it was so good. Did you try any of these specialty coffee beverages? I didn't get to this time because it was very similar to the one they had last year. The one weird drink that I did was the, uh, it's a churro flavored beer. Fat, fast. Fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't recommend it. It was... <laughs> Well, I mean, I've had what's, what's I've had going, beer that's had mouth. hints of like cinnamon in it before, and I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Okay, here's um, what you should have done. Yeah, put a bunch of those uh, gummy bears in it. No, God, no. The, cin- the cinnamon. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the problem was that it made it taste like you were eating uh, like a rotten stale churro, basically, because of the way the malt and the beer blended with the other flavors. So. While I've had good luck with a lot of flavored beer over the years, this one, I was unlucky. In fact, I even gave it to Darren. I'm like, you can have it if you want it. I, I'm done. I can't. And he's like, oh, it's beer. I'll drink it. But he's like, uh, I can see why you, you don't like it. <laughs> he just, that's, that's Darren powered completely through it. Ugh. It was not appealing. That that beer was god awful. Um, yeah, I did not. I did not recommend that. Well, that an- answers my second question. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so uh, Festival of the Holidays, a lot of fun. Got to go do that. So, Jeff, let yes. me, let me uh, it's been a while since you've been to Disney World. Uh-huh. Right? Now, Disney World has the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Would you ride? Oh, the, I'm not a big roller coaster fan but, either. So you're less, so you hate roller coasters so much you won't, and you love Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. But obviously one of these things is more powerful than the other. 
Use your words. What about roller coasters <laughs> do you not like? And I'll tell you if you could even Jeff, try. Guardians Jeff of the Galaxy. shrugged. So a big problem is the drops. Anything with drops, I have lower back problems. It really exacerbates it. So I can really only do one of those style of rides in any kind of given visit. And then I'm basically done so because the new, it... The new one there, besides being a roller coaster, also mm-hmm. the cars constantly right. turning. So you probably would not do well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you, you did okay with the Star Wars ride. That has a drop. It's not a hard drop, though. That's the weird thing. Um, in Rise of the Resistance, when you're in the escape pod and it drops, it's a slight drop and it's a cushiony drop. And it doesn't uh-huh. do the hard stop like roller coasters do. So okay. um, that one I can tolerate because I, I literally, the first time we went on it, I was like, okay, this is going to be the one and only because I won't be able to do Like even as gentle as the drop is on Pirates of the Caribbean, mm. sometimes that can really mess was, with my lower back. Wow. I was going to ask you. if the, um, it's, the, it's the easiest one of the, <laughs> the, the older Disney rides that has dropped. For but, me, it's, it, it's a function of my anxiety. I can't okay. handle those things because my anxiety just ramps the fuck up, even mm. though I'm consciously aware sure. of what's going on. Like, remember, uh, this was on my birthday years ago. We had that slight rolling earthquake. I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys got back, Barry, uh, Beb. But um, that I was sitting in a bar stool mm-hmm. at Francine and Jerry's, and there was a bunch of us there. And I'm just like, I'm just yeah, that swaying, swaying back and yeah. forth. And I thought the person sitting next to me was playfully like kicking because it was one of those bar stools with the single stem. Okay. I thought she was kicking it and I was just like, and then I look around and suddenly Vernon like pops his head in the door. We're having an earthquake. It's a roller, folks. And for 30 seconds, we yeah. just had this. And even at the first few seconds, it was cool. Right. I was just like, wow, this is like my second felt earthquake in my life but after about 15 seconds of it my anxiety actually started ramping up even though i knew we were cool i knew nothing terrible was going to happen but my body was just starting to go fuck 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 and that's the way i am like on space mountain when i was a kid i know I i did space mountain recently yeah and you guys you know y'all but for me space mountain was hell it is, I mean, it. I can see where the anxiety would bother you on Space Mountain because you literally cannot see shit in there. Well, um, you I had don't, my eyes closed, so it didn't matter. But, like, <laughs> yeah. even with your eyes open, you know, well, you, you when, such, when, that, when you get that sinking feeling from the drop, yeah. that's... That's my favorite part. That's the best part. Yeah. That is the best part. Yeah. And there's only, really, in Space Mountain, there's really only one drop, and it's, like, at the very end. But it's a rough roller coaster. If you If you have problems with rough roller coasters space mountain is i mean not a rough roller coaster <laughs> rough roller coasters are at magic mountain yeah holy well, i was just magic gonna say mountain. well both darren and i got out of there and we were like holy shit our backs hurt okay well, that time that we were on magic mountain you'll be a cripple yeah, <laughs> yeah there are i think the last time we went to six flags and it was before we moved to texas so it's been a while but the there, big Sorry. No, no, no. Go on. There were so many of the original coasters that I loved mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Sure. And we like went on. Colossus. Oh, my God. Well, that is yeah. it, the interesting thing about roller coasters. As they age, they become more and more violent as far as, like, the shakes. Well, but, everybody I've talks had... about the, the, the wooden ones, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they, they, they've got give. Because yeah. I remember uh, somebody telling me before I went on Space Mountain, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not too bad. And I'm like, 
I got back out of there. I'm like, when's the last time you were on there? Oh, like 20 years ago. I'm like, go on it again and then tell me it. And then they did. And they go, oh, my God, it is so rough now. Yeah. yeah. Um, last time I went to Magic Mountain, it was probably 10 years ago at least. And um, and we got we went because a friend of mine worked there. And so he got us you know, a really great deal on tickets. And we were going to go on Colossus. Colossus was their huge wooden roller coaster that they have since uh, demolished. Um, and I remember when I was young, I loved it. My thing about roller coasters is I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of falling. And so I try to, you know, ovary up and, you know, keep my eyes open, <laughs> keep my eyes open for that first drop. But the what Colossus has a terrible one for that kind of thing. And also actually the one at uh, Buffalo Bill's, you coming up that thing, it's like, where's the where's the track? Where's the track? Where's the... and it just goes wrong. Yeah. And I I can't keep my eyes. Have you ever oh. done Goliath at Six Flags? Yeah. Which, which one. one is that? Yes. Which one is that? It goes it goes up to what, like seventy five miles or no, I don't know. It does this okay. The first drop you go up and you can't see the track when you go down. And it goes almost straight down. Yeah. Up and then back up. And at one point you end up in this, you go upside down, I think once at least. And then there's a corkscrew, but the speed you're going in the corkscrew literally makes you feel like you're in one of those, you are stuck against yeah. the wall things. Yes. yes. Centrifuge. Yes. And like, I think when it first came out, some people would like black, like some people black out on it because the, the G yeah. forces are just so now that's, high. I like watching that on YouTube. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> a fun fucking time. Um, oh, yeah. And then you put me on X2. Oh, yes. I, oh, yeah. I love X2. I do too. <laughs> just a violent pukathon. I, I, I do not okay. like X2 that. is the one where you go through the fire, right? No, X2 is like fire. the four, a, little fire. a little bit. It's the four dimensional one where the car flips around and flips upside down. And, yep. and, and then yeah. you're going straight that's, to the ground. That's Whoa. the. Yeah. That. I could not keep my eyes open at all. On I that. love that ride. And it cracked a rib. <gasps> Yikes! Yeah. Sorry. Which I did, which I was not aware of. I, I was I it was your like, floating rib or an actual rib rib? Uh, like an actual rib rib, I think. Wow. Because oh, I, yeah, yeah, I got off of for a few hours, and I was like, oh man, that really bruised me. But then it didn't go away, and I lifted my shirt up. Was that purple? It was <gasps> a little bit purple, and I was like. That damn ride broke because it's got one of those bars that comes over your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I'm too tall. All right, for the so it hits you in the wrong spot. Yeah, and so it, it hunched me down, and then it did that, and yeah, it rolls around and turns you upside down, and all this Whoa. kind of stuff. So try being too small because uh -huh. I'm, I'm so I'm a petite person and I hate it. And there are some roller coasters I get on where the shoulder harness part there's like this much gap. <laughs> And so my head bangs around. What is around. this? Oh. Like, like I've got like five to six inches sometimes on the shoulders. Oh God! And Oof. so you the get newer some ones nowadays, time. the newer roller coasters, they have a mechanism in now where it's like it also besides just flipping down, it goes like Pushes down. Yeah. It goes up and down as place. well, so that they can adjust it for height. Mm -hmm. But when they first started doing the roller coasters with the bars. I, it was That's okay. In you, my day, they just put a piece of steel in front of you and said, hold on, you little shit. A yep. lap belt with a little clip thing. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember when we went on Escape from Gringotts? Yes. At, now, we were in the very back row, and remember I told you that I was being crushed into the seat? Uh, how was that? Was that like tight on you? I don't or? remember it being a, like feeling uncomfortable. Because those knee pads came up and was pushing my knees into my chest basically and that was 
the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a, uh, a harness yeah. Yeah. setup. But yeah, that one was uh, ugh, that was uncomfortable. I think the 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 big thing is uh, episode fourteen of the Ugly Couch Show on YouTube is the lightning bolt. Uh, episode. Okay. <laughs> it's still on there. It is still on there. It is there. It has a hundred some odd views. So gang, get Shoot on. Shoot that here. number up. Yes. Shoot it up. Let's go. I'm gonna say half of those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I was surprised it was there and actually I, I it it's I even hit them the more. I had to call it up and hit the more and then it's like Japan time and first thing featuring review of Steven Seagal's lightning bolt. <laughs> I didn't realize it was so early. That's early on in the game. Yeah, it oh, was really early oh, on. Yeah. Because we, you, we, you, you, we, because I come in at the end there, got like 98, 99 episodes, I think. Stopped just before 100, did we? No, we hit 100, but like I said, they keep yanking episodes. Oh, it's hard to... Okay. 100 was actually the last one we did. I think we were planning oh. to shoot 101 and then... Well, good. Some, somebody couldn't make it for the last at the last minute, and then nice round number. Yeah. But uh, I learned something about my anxiety when I started putting all that together because it was just sort of like, okay, this really kind of reinforces the whole. There's no logic behind what I'm feeling because I understand that I'm safe in the roller coaster, right? But just that the sheer the lack of control. Yeah. The fact that I have no control over the situation, my body literally has a physical reaction to that. And like I think when I drive with Deb, <laughs> and well, when I drive with Barry, yeah. well, you just yeah, got to remember. Or that. when or when Deb drives, I think part of what you like about it, Deb, and and you, Todd, in roller coasters, is probably the exact same thing. You have no control over this nutty, rapid, out-of-control, running on the track, you, you know? I think that has a lot to do with it. There's, just have to there's chaos person. that I'm here for. It. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of explains you people. <laughs> you just but. have to remember control is an illusion. Yes. I enjoy a mm. fair bit of chaos, except when I'm driving in a car or, or, or I'm forced <laughs> to be in a roller coaster. That's why I like Disney. You enjoy a carousel. Because roller coasters <laughs> at Disney are not really roller coasters. That's They're what just everyone tells me. Rides. That's They're, what everyone tells me. They're they are fast more temperate theme, theme park rides. Yeah. But I go yeah. on that log flume and I'm just like fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. You can't handle and a log flume, that's, dude. That's, well, that's you don't even do. have a strap in that ride. You are just oh, sitting in a log. Who cares, so. straps or log not? Flume. It's well, if you're, it's just well, falling. Well, I guess that's Big's <laughs> fear of falling out. When so, we when yeah. we eventually all go to Disneyland together, huh. I'm sitting between Kirsten and Jeff. I'm feeding <laughs> off of that. <laughs> oh my god! When we'll they have first to alternate opened, like that. Uh, Big Thunder breakdown. You see, man. Yeah, a, a friend of mine. We went with his aunt. We were. I was older than him by five years. I was in my mid-twenties. She was, I think, 40. So, you know, an old lady. Um, How dare you? I know, exactly. <laughs> but uh, she was a lot of fun. And every time we went on one of the Disney roller coasters, it was like, all right, who's going to sit next to Linda this time? I don't know. How's your right arm? Uh, it's it's fine. She oh, she does like the death grip. Yeah, oh it's my fine. God. It's fine. She hasn't grabbed that one. Okay, you sit on her left, and we're like, oh god, all right. And she was, she was. It was tons of fun, 
because she'd be on these roller coasters going, ah, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, and just <laughs> grabbing onto arms and be like, ah, oh, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> she'd be like trying to grab the, you know, the, the bars on the outside of whatever roller coaster was. Big Thunder Breakdown was my shot at sending next to Aunt Linda. Like when Actually, they, my aunt's when, Aunt Linda. Her main must have been something else anyway. When people get to be like <laughs> Ash and Alien and they just grab your peck and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell you what, uh, Todd, if you can manage to get all of these fools in, a, in another state at the same time, Oh. I'll make sure to bring uh, about a month's supply of Valium with me, <laughs> and I'll take it all before we go to Disney, and I'll ride whatever you put me on. Oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that ride. Yeah, no, dude, right. you and me will go to the best place in Disney. We'll go to the bar. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, the, thing, the thing for the me The cantina, Disney, man. Gotta go to the cantina. It's, well, I, I, do, I do have to do Galaxy's I don't like Edge, the two-drink max, though. But for me, actually, Disney, I am a very cheap date because I have so much love for Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. and oh, Haunted yeah. House. I will literally just... I'll, I'll, I will go. I told you about one no time... No love for the Jungle Cruise? No, I literally loved those two. There was one time in the 80s. We went to Disney World. Dude, it was so much fun because uh, I had graduated high school. So we had an open schedule. And I went on a weekday, mm. the first weekday uh, or the one weekday right after Labor Day. Oh. And it was like a fucking buyout. Yep. I own the goddamn place. Yeah. And I just went. Just went Caribbean haunted house over and over again all fucking afternoon. Hey, I love one of the best days of my life. So. I love haunted mansion. I always have to go on it at least once before I oh yeah once, before I leave. Once is just the beginning, you know. But that's <laughs> that's really that's really it for me. But like oh Tower of Terror. There's no fucking way I could have ever done that. Twilight Zone. Oh, dude. The one in Florida, just, too, is really no cool because it's way. it's different than the one they had here. Oh, it's so much better. Well, yeah. it's so funny because I hear interesting things about how they set it up and how they do it and everything. But I'm like, I don't know if I can friggin' survive this. Don't now worry. it's different. I'm under treatment for the anxiety. So it would actually be interesting to maybe, maybe try some of this shit and see where it goes with me this is what drugs are for yeah really <laughs> i'll tell you what yeah. though a couple grams couple without grams of volume and a few of barry's gummies and done we'll see. <laughs> you'll be fine without a doubt the you mean Uno. these gummies <laughs> these things these keto friendly gummy bears you have oh, to know know the yes. other gummies because that's cat i wasn't about to shit my Toad's pants wild before. ride i love that right too. <laughs> i did that yeah. did that Oh, did my dad, it was, you know, that was one of the funnest memories with my dad, too, because he took me through Mr. Toad's, and he, he just played that fucking thing up. He acted, because you, you, you got, go to hell. You I got mean, the, you, you the, go to hell in that ride. Yeah. yeah, and he just, he just like, oh, God, every time you're about to hit the wall. And he, 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 uh, yeah. It was so weird, because that, that's not really my dad. But he made that totally fun. Yeah. Awesome. Then of course I heard that terrible story about uh, uh, the uh, Roger Rabbit ride. Where what, the Roger Rabbit's with, a lot of with fun. The kid? Fucking family. Oh. They tried to do a pass off mid ride. Oh God. Because yeah. there's one point where the cars pass each yes. other. Yeah. Very close. And wife tried to hand a kid to the dad and missed. Yeah. 
and they tried they they actually got lawyers and shit and Disney, of course, pulled out the surveillance tape because Disney ain't stupid. Oh, there's been very, very few times where it is actually Disney's fault that incident. 90-something percent, if not 99% of the time, right. it is the visitors. It's yeah, the guests. it's some yeah, jackal yeah. thinking it would be a good idea to get out of the people mo- mover and walk along the track. Yeah. And or they- like stories, I think, from like the 70s where people would literally climb up on the monorail track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, out yeah. front, not even oh, in the park. And the monorail would just, like, yeah. it was stupid shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Pretty people crazy. got electrocuted on Darwinism people mover. Thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. dumb Twished, shit. Twist between the carousel so. of progress. Thing. But yeah, I'll, I'll, <clears throat> we'll give it a I'm shot. Sorry. We'll see what the fuck happens. I might die. I just want to be there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's okay. You'll I mean, be on I'm one always, side. I'm always there for He's going to be death gripping your arm, Kirsten. Yeah, but in a joyful way, as opposed It'll to be like like uh, what happened Todd, to Steve, me, Deb, Steve, Jeff. No, Jeff will be on the other side of Todd. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Jeff, Todd, me, Deb, Steve, Barry. I don't know. You, oh, is Barry even coming? I don't. Even I don't know. know. <laughs> He'll be in the bar. He'll be in the bar. He'll be in the bar. He'll be at the bar. Lamplight yeah. Lounge. Yeah, yeah, man. You will have to deal, if we do Space Mountain and Matterhorn, you will have to deal with my uh, goofy yells. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, so now. your, your goofy yell, I take it back yeah, and sit yeah, next I, to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I Can we at least go to award wieners in a supporting role? <laughs> What? what? Yes, it's it's called award wieners. Yeah. Award wieners in a supporting role. That gets me every time. I don't know why that's funny to me. Because you're, you're at heart a five-year-old. Because you're a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For our listening audience, I'm giving two middle fingers to Tork. And he's doing it East Coast style. <laughs> East Coast. A full finger. He's giving the full jersey. <laughs> well... <laughs> That was one third of the show. Vlog, what'd you do? <laughs> um, we're back on the Minecraft server. Oh, Our yeah. Minecraft oh, yeah, server. Nah. Yeah. yeah. We left Diggs to his own devices for like a holy year. And holy crap. Fuck balls. He has went insane. He's built basically most of Decked Out 2. For those who don't know, Hermitcraft is a real popular uh, uh, server. And there's a lot of YouTubers and Twitch uh, streamers on there, and they just make lots of great content. And the most amazing thing I've ever seen is Decked Out 2 from Tango Tech. Check him out. And uh, he's recreated that just by watching the videos, like most of it. It's insane. And now that Hermitcraft just just ended the season, like today, um, we might get a world download, and we might download the games, so we can play it. So if you're a member of the Kofi, you have access to this Minecraft server. Just hit me up on Discord or email me or something, and you can play with us. Because I've got some big, big, big plans on that server. I'll show awesome. pictures as it's going on. It's going to be a ginormous project because small projects suck. Huge projects that re- require 800 by 800 uh, by, like, another 150 area. That's the type of thing I like. Area. What? I don't know. I, I, an 800 by 800 by 150 is a... That's an area. I just want to know a, where he a, finds the time to do... A whole Barry do. fuck area. Well, I'll tell you where. I found time today because I was in like four meetings, and while I'm in the meetings, I have two computers, <laughs> and I'm saying smart shit on the left one, and I'm playing Minecraft on the right one. 
I'm, because Barry doesn't have any actual work that takes more than maybe an hour of his day. Otherwise, it's meetings. Because, you know, he doesn't have a job that demands a lot. No, him. I delegate well. Oh. I, uh-huh. It's true. I suppose the dig. I just delegate well. Whoa. Whoa. And I say, I say smart things in the morning. And then people leave me to hell alone. <laughs> yeah, so he plays while he's working. <laughs> oh, no. We were had like a red alarm fucking fire today. Red alarm. Red alarm. Red alarm. Red alarm. It's going to be in my head forever now. <laughs> And I'm dealing with it. I'm on the phone with tech support. I'm dealing. You know, I'm doing all this stuff. And meanwhile, click, click, click. Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. Deb, what'd you do? <laughs> Didn't play Minecraft. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, I did. Oh, hold on. And 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 I will next episode have an update on uh, Barry Steamer. Oh, I have some initial thoughts. They're what yeah. you probably expect. But uh, I will I will hold those, and, and that's for grass hopping, grass hop, grass grass hoping, grass hoping, hoping. Grass there's, hoping. A, there's only one P in it. Oh, hoping ho- you don't play this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna give it its due. It only has one P in it, really. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, if was that intentional? And I have no idea. Or was it translated from you know Korean. a non-English? No, because there's there's English jokes in it okay. in the game and. I'll give you this much. There's no instructions. Because <laughs> you don't fucking need any. Because you really can play this game with just a mouse. While you're saying smart things in the morning. <laughs> and play Minecraft with his other hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> anyway, we'll save it on that one. Did you hear that anxiety just leave his body with that sign? I know. It sounds like a very relaxing game. That- yeah. <laughs> oh, and we also went to the uh, two sales for board games this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the night and day games, and we went to Meepleville. And uh, I didn't really see a lot, dude. Neither one. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, yeah. You didn't miss a, a whole lot on this one. Nope. Steve was there. Yeah. I. My comment was, I, I wish I knew more about some of these games, because I was looking at them going, I don't even know if this is a good game or not. Is that, is that a good price? They did have some things, um, <laughs> like when we got to Meepleville, they at least two people were selling the basic Mansions of Madness Second Edition, which I've got in storage somewhere. So, um, but I was looking at it going, oh, thirty bucks, forty bucks—that's actually a good price for that. Do I want a second one? What would I do? <laughs> wow. you know, what would I then I would sell one on eBay? Well, I it's your know. backup copy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I didn't buy either one. And and then I have no idea how Arkham Horror card game plays, so I kinda left that sitting there and You gotta do your research like beforehand and get yeah. a punch list of ones you really were looking for. I was only looking for Brass yes. Brass Birmingham and someone got one and before I got to to find it. And she was oh. walking off as I was coming up, like, mm. yeah. Otherwise, there was a bunch of games I'd never heard of, um, and they wouldn't separate out some some uh, sets they put together. Like they had uh, Dune Imperium uh, Immortal, like a, an expansion, and they didn't uh, they didn't separate that out. You got to go later when they don't want to take the stuff home. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Really, thirty? I got fifteen in my pocket here. It's all I'm allowed to spend. Why don't you give me a deal? So you go right when they get there for the things you absolutely want. Yes. You go off, have a nice long lunch, come back later, have like a vulture, right, and just. Yeah. Yeah. Vacuum it up. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't see anything I really wanted. 
Yeah. But, you know, anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Deb, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the game thing, what did you do? So, we're still on. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to take my two picks, please. Thank you very much. I'm talking my shit. All right. They only got one, so. Yes, but it was a very long. <laughs> I well, only got one. That we all participated in. Yeah. We all participated in that conversation. I only got one 35-minute thing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I said what I needed to say in a very short period of time. Y'all ran with it. <laughs> and that is, Have a gummy that's bear. That's one of the reasons why people like our, sh- our podcast. Because we do talk, we just ramble about cool shit <laughs> anyway that's the tagline yes oh i thought you meant everyone likes the podcast because jeff says what he has to say very quickly <laughs> <laughs> hey deb what'd you do this week <laughs> the stardust thief good story a book um i finished it uh last week it is a first of a trilogy the trilogy is called the Sansi trilogy and it's written by chelsea abdullah and I picked this up when we were in Seattle at a small, like a small hole in the wall bookshop while we were up there. And um, I, so I really enjoyed it. I'm very much looking forward to reading the second book. It is very much, um, and I've brought this up before, the whole thing is about Jen and it takes place like it's not a real world, but it, it you know takes place in the desert oh, type area. Sorry, I'm like Jin. Oh, G- you know, with you, a D J I N N. You know G I N. You know Jennifer. Yes. <laughs> like genies. But anyway, so <laughs> in this, watch Miss Marvel. That'll make more sense. Yes, in this book series, so Jin are actually you know they're like magical beings, and they have their own city that has since been sunk into the sand sea okay so the sand sea is an actual like physical location that the descriptions in the novel are really great because you visually see what the author is really trying to get you to see but it's like the sand is like an ocean it literally like and we're not just talking about quicksand it's like the sea it the desert itself is moving and like fluid and like you have to know how to go to navigate it to actually get through or you will literally just die in the desert so um the story she's building the book one ends on not a super cliffhanger but definitely on a like holy crap i need book two right now because it's like you know where it ends you just want to keep reading um but i am really enjoying it so i'm really interested to see where it goes i don't want to say too much more because it'll give away things that you learn throughout this throughout the book um the main character is a woman and one thing about her is her family was killed when she was young and um she was actually rescued from getting murdered as well by a djinn and in this world djinn are killed um before like their blood because their blood is magic and it can heal you and do special things and so the the whole kind of main base for that story is humans hate Jin, they kill Jin, and this human is pretty much like her is being protected and not raised, but you know, for quite a while living with a Jin. And it's a really good story. I really like it. So it's called Stardust Thief. The Stardust Thief is book one of the Sansi trilogy. So 
Okay. Then the other thing I really want to talk about, I watched a while back, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. And it's called A Small Light. Has anybody all seen it? So it's a TV miniseries. It's on Disney Plus, but it was done by National Geographic. So it's one of those that is based on a historical um, figure. So this story actually is about Meep Geese. And Meep Geese is one of the people that helped hide the, the Frank family ah. in Amsterdam. And, but the whole, the show follows her. Like, so you see the Franks and they're involved in the story. But the, the bigger piece of this miniseries is following her and people like her who helped hide people from the Nazis and helped, you know, get, keep them alive and like do all of the things to just to keep them from getting captured and sent to these camps. And um, I loved this show. It was really great. Um, cried a lot. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting to see a different part of that story that doesn't get talked about a lot because most people when you talk when you hear Anne Frank and you talk about the Frank you focus on the family and them having to hide up in this attic with a lot of people for two years and you know the one I think one of the hardest parts was um when the Franks get found Meep actually she even like she raises money gets a lot of people to donate and tries to go buy their freedom from the Germans because at this point in the war the Germans are starting to lose ground in Europe and so she's like come on the war's like ending what does it matter just and like she literally went to the German headquarters in Amsterdam Amsterdam like gobby damn she got sent to prison or whatever with a bag of money trying to buy them off so um it's a really really good story i really enjoyed it that was one of the most insane things about the holocaust because yeah. i was noticing that on well uh, the world war ii series they have an ancillary part called the war against humanity where they talk about the war crimes and atrocities and even in losing the war the way the nazis just ramped up oh yeah oh yeah shit oh yeah absolutely just mind-blowing as opposed to just like you know Ah, we're kind of like losing. Let's, uh, you know. I mean, there, there were very, very last things like concentration camp guards who were ordered to slaughter everyone in the camps and let's get out of here. And the guards are just like, uh, fuck it. And they just run, you know. But a lot of it is just, is it was, the insanity had just reached that level. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. But it's a, it's a really good, it's a really good story. It's, it's nine episodes, miniseries episodes. And I enjoyed it. Where a lot. are you watching it? Um, it's on Disney Plus, okay. but it's a National Ge- National Geographic show. So, yep. Sounds great. So you kept it light. <laughs> uh, a small light. Yes, a small light. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Steve, I don't suppose you could truncate a little bit. Uh, I only have three things this week. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can, I mean, one of them is easy. It was the Friday was, Friday, December 15th was exactly, because 1978 and 2023 have exactly the same calendar, exactly 45 years since Superman the movie premiered, and I won a Clark Kent lookalike contest. So I decided... Oh, what the hell? I've only seen this movie 5,000 times. Let's make it 5,001. Oh, so I watched Superman, the movie on Friday. Uh, and it Do was you like, ever pick out new details? Uh, well, this one was interesting because for since 2001, they've only, sh- they've only the director's cut 
has been playing in the- like when it plays on the big screen they play the Donner director's cut this was the original theatrical cut that's on Warner Brothers uh, Max excuse me um, so I was like oh okay so it was interesting to you know see that cut again after you know 20 some odd years in all seriousness I, I seem to recall you did you actually make that reaction because I seem to remember hearing you some yeah. point during that going Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was off working because Superman. But, uh, (laughs) you know, DC movie. Bastards. Anyway. I do want to ask this question on that. Since you've seen the movie so many times, and all of us have at least one movie that we can quote from beginning to end, (laughs) like the entire script, is Superman the movie at that point with you? Um, No, it probably used to be. Okay. Uh, when it when it first came, so it came out December of seventy eight, I was twenty years old, and from December till June fourteenth, when I turned twenty one, I saw it twenty one times, and I made sure the twenty first time was on my birthday. <laughs> I love you, Steve. That's <laughs> nerdy. That you, is Steve. so nerdy. Wow. Yep. I saw Star Wars twenty two times during the summer of its re release. I didn't. I didn't plan out anything. I just went and saw it. I call that a lack of imagination. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with you? Uh, and then I and then I watched one bad horror movie and one pretty good one. All right. Uh, the pretty good one was Horror Express uh, from the 70s, 71, I think. Uh, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee. Uh, Christopher Lee is a scientist that finds a frozen caveman and decides- Unfrozen caveman lawyer? Yeah, frozen came in like, and and it is taking it from oh god, now I'm forgetting the details. Shanghai, Shanghai, to Europe, somehow. No, anyway. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, and they're on an express train. In other words, very very few, if any, stops H- along the hence way. Hence the horror express. Horror okay. express. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the caveman thaws out and comes to life and starts. And at first you're thinking, oh, okay, he's just on a killing spree. No. What's happening is the caveman... Mm, something's up with the caveman. <laughs> Spoiler alert. For yeah, at yeah, 71, yeah. I think we're okay. All right. <laughs> he, The caveman is possessed by an alien entity. Well, what? That, that's... that's yep. well, I was expecting that. That yeah. was... It, guys, this is, this is vintage... 1960s, 1970s uh, horror where your your science fiction and your fantasy can totally just interchange. Yep. And so what happens is the thing will make eye contact with you and steal all of your knowledge. And because at one point I was like, so what? This caveman knows how to pick a oh, lock? that was so... Because I've seen this before. So we're watching this, and caveman hand comes out through a little hole and, like, is feeling around and then grabs this this uh, uh, nail, bends the nail into a hook, and then starts in the lock. And Steve's like, eh, eh, uh, hold on. Yeah. You know, this- caveman thawing out and l- being alive... <laughs> Steve is totally on board. Fine with it. 
Oh, yeah. But picking the lock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Well, that's a step too far now. I mean, that's believability. I mean, you've seen it in Cino Man. So, yeah. yeah. Next, yeah. he's on the laptop. Absolutely. <laughs> but Come Brendan, on. But Brendan when Fraser never picked locks? the lock no. in that movie. Oh, that's yeah. True. Yeah. It was. Uh, but he picked the lock to all of our hearts. But he had his first. <laughs> this was the nuke the fridge moment. His first victim. <laughs> In the movie was someone who actually was a thief who picked the lock originally to try to break into oh, the... Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. So he absorbs their so knowledge. So he absorbed yeah. that knowledge. So it makes so. sense. Yeah, yeah it, it did. One of the cool effects is when he sucks out your knowledge through the eyes, um, your eyeballs turn completely white like, say, boiled fish or something yeah. like that. And then when they do an autopsy, which they do... Yeah. Uh, your brain loses the convolutions and becomes smooth. It's got a smooth brain. Smooth brain, yeah. baby. So, yeah. yeah. Ridges or bumps. Um, but the, the reason we watched it, uh, uh, there, you know, Robin Bales on uh, Dark Corners Review was talking about Peter Cushing's best roles, and this came up in that. So I was like, huh, I'm kind of curious to see that now. Yeah, and it's, it's regarded by some as uh, Hammer's actual best movie, period. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that was the good one. Yeah. What was the bad one? So ever since Halloween, oh shit! And as we're looking around for horror movies to watch, one movie kept popping up, and I was like, I know of this movie. I've known of it ever since Famous Monsters of Filmland did a whole article about it. I've never seen it. Is it Leprechaun in the Hood? Nope. Damn. Nope. It was Doctor Jekyll. And Sister Hyde. Oh, I forgot you watched that. Yeah. What in the hell is that? It's a, a 68, I want to say, uh, take on the Dr. Jekyll story. It's all over the place, though. Uh, so his thing is he wants to prolong. He's He's got all these discoveries he's about to make. And one of his best friends goes, Dad, uh, as a feminist, you're going to love this. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's. Part of my problem with the damn movie um, is he, he Jekyll's brilliant. He's got all these discoveries he's about to make, and his friend says, well, how long is it going to take you to perfect that? He goes, oh, I don't know, three, four years? He goes, uh-huh. And then from there, how long will it take you to perfect the next thing? I, well, you know, these things take time, probably another three or four years. So you have all these grand ideas. Are you going to live long enough to bring them to fruition? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yep, that stops all scientists right in their tracks. Right there, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So it makes Dr. Jekyll then look for how to extend life. <laughs> and um, and so he so his theory is that is that well, you know, women historically live longer than men. So something in the female physiology is is making them live longer. So he makes female his hormones out of female hormones. <laughs> That, of course, he's having grave diggers. I mean, one of the cool things about it is they do bring in Burke and Hare. Uh, Dr. Jekyll eventually becomes Jack the Ripper. So they work a lot of late 1800s, you know, British real crime into this thing. Um, so, yeah, when he takes the formula, he turns into... Sister Hyde <laughs> turns into a woman, and of course, what's the first thing you're going to do when you turn into a woman? You touch your boobs. You touch your boobs. <laughs> oh, this wow. was this was wow. the European cut, so we got to see him play with his boobs. I I looked it up <laughs> while uh, you were talking, and the poster is is 
just wonderful. It's so 60s schlock hard. It says, show it to camera three. And it says, warning, the sexual transformation of a man into a woman will actually take place before your very eyes. Parents, be sure your children are sufficiently mature to witness this. It, I can't say it. <laughs> the intimate details of this frank and revealing film. So I will say this, besides working in the real life, you know, some of the real life criminals of the time into the thing. The other thing that they do, of course, because they have no budget to do, you know, like an actual transformation, they'd have this great thing where the first transformation happens in front of a full length mirror. And and when he you know doubles over and everything, the camera oh, no. follows him over, and you know we see his reflection in the mirror. It doubles over, but now so now we're just looking at him. And when he looks back up, and Je- and Jekyll has long hair in this movie. When he looks back up, exactly where this guy Ralph Bates had just been sitting is now Martine Beswick as Sister Hyde wearing the same clothes and they're actually breathing in unison as well. And I was like, okay. That was done well. Yeah, yeah. that was nicely done. And then in some of the other transformations, of course, you know, he's grabbing his head or she's grabbing her head and one of the hands is female and one of the hands is male. And I was like, all right, if you don't have the budget to do, you know, like a good, you know, Frederick March or Spencer Tracy transformation... That was actually kind of clever. I wish the rest of the script had been as clever as that. <laughs> because because they don't really do anything with the late 1800s Victorian era mores of, you know, what men were allowed to do versus what women were allowed to do. She just basically becomes a female um, you know, Jack the Ripper. And it's like and and she they play around with his upstairs neighbor woman is, you know, having the hots for him, and her brother him, ends up having the hots, hots for, for her. Sister Hyde, and but they never, but it's just a tease. They never really do anything with it, and it's like, okay, this is a, this is much ado about nothing. This is, I can almost guarantee though, it's better than Jekyll and Hyde together again. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> sure, and I mean, yeah, and Martine Beswick, I mean. She was in a couple of James Bond movies. She was the belly dancer in From Russia with Love, and she was one of the other uh, British spies in Thunderball. Um, but yeah, I you know, it, I'm glad I got to check it off. I glad I did my clockwork, clockwork Big Z and checked it off the list. But oh man, I wish the script had been as clever as those transformation things. Kay, what'd you do? Uh. <clears throat> Keep it uh, short, actually. I'll, uh, we did Horror Express. It, Steve was like, I hadn't seen that before. <clears throat> and I was like, we hadn't? I thought we had, because I'd watched it. Uh, but I think I'd watched it alone, uh, just uh, to catch up on things. So I was like, let's do this. So we watched that. It's really funny, too, dude, because way back when I was a kid in the 70s, <laughs> I watched that. And there was also a, um, a rather famous uh, Albert Finney Murder on the Orient Express. And it was so funny because as a kid, I kind of melded those two together. <clears throat> so I watched an actual, I forget who was in it, not the, not the most recent Brano one, but I watched a Murder on the Orient Express. And I'm like, where's the t- 
Kelly Savalas as the leader of the Cossacks character. <laughs> and, and there's one guy who's very Rasputin-like. And I'm like, where's the Rasputin dude? And and when 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 uh, Perot finds a dead body, their eyes are not boiled out white. I don't what the what the hell's going on? And I. I realized I had conflated the two movies as a kid because it really is. It's essentially a Hammer Lovecraft on the Murder on the Orient Express movie. The the, the big twist is they're going from Shanghai to Moscow instead of the other way. You know, so oh, that explains everything. Yeah, so <laughs> it's really cool to watch Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing work. Cushing actually was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee is it's also cool because he's a hero. You know, he and Cushing are working together, and and uh, Cushing was actually a bit of a bit of a, uh, a a joke character. He actually would you know had some funny lines. One hilarious one was at one point the monster inhabiting the body of an inspector is talking to them, getting clues what they know, and he's like, "So it is possible anyone can be the monster, even one of you." And Cushing's like, "One of us, monster? We're British, you know." <laughs> and he delivers it so yeah. nicely. So, yeah. Yeah, that was basically it. Um, I watched some bits and pieces. It's, <laughs> I'm really enjoying this bits and pieces stuff. Uh, but I watched bits and pieces of Mississippi Burning simply because I'd come across an interview with Kevin Costner, who talked about the best actor he probably ever worked with, which Gene Hackman. And my YouTube algorithm decided, oh, you uh, Mississippi Burning. So I'm watching bits and pieces of that, and I was just I, I was just marveling watching that performance and stuff like that. So nothing super geeky there, but yeah, just you know bits and pieces there and there because we actually went to press or we're going to press in the next few days, and so I was actually pounding the keyboard if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, for work, sexy for a, yeah for a while. So. Pretty much it. And taking some breathers by playing some. I figured out. Now you watch yourself, Major Meh and Vlarg. What? Because I I realize one of the things I'm handicapping myself with in Lords of Waterdeep, because I come close to winning, but I've only really won one game. And the reason is with these guys is because, one, I play long game rules, which gives you an extra agent to work with mm-hmm. at the start and two I've been playing with five or six opponents oh wow when you're playing four people all together three opponents and you're not playing the long game you gotta move a lot faster and what I've been having problems with with Major Meh and Barry and uh, Deb when she's in there is I it, I don't have enough time cause I'm like working towards my plans and suddenly the game is over and I'm like fuck yeah. god damn it so I reset things and I'm playing, uh, it's just four players and there's no long game and I'm, I'm figuring shit out. So you guys watch yourselves. I'm going to be a juggernaut when I come back. You wait and see. Big talk. Yeah. <laughs> Big talk. Mm-hmm, that's right. Dude, I understand what you're saying, though. In a shorter game yeah. with less turns, you every turn is very impactful you can't just throw away one and go ah, i'll just pick up some gold right. this turn or and, whatever and, no you gotta think and when you buy you know you know my strategy i like to buy buildings and you get more buildings and with people with more turns you got more passive shit coming in 
right? With resources and yeah. stuff. And I was like, I was not getting that at all. And you I have just, to, in that game, I have this, I think down to a science, um, you have to weigh every take that mm. you get. So yeah. if you go on a place and it gives you two uh, soldiers, two like meeples, you know, um, two adventurers. Well, each one of those is the equivalent to one victory point. Right. Every same thing with gold. If you get something that gets you four gold, you just took two victory points. Right. And you're trading up for more victory points. Yep. That's that's how you got to look at it. Mm -hmm. So when you buy a building, if it costs you eight gold to buy a building, well, you're spending four victory points. You better get your money back out of that. Right. 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 You know. But it also depends on which lord you're playing. Like, well, well, yeah, of how course. How you play course. that game is very dependent on which lords you get. Sure. And right. most of the lords are, you know, you get points for beating quests of a certain type. Um, that's fine. Only work toward those. You work toward anything else. You better be worth it or something well, that yeah. gets you like a plot and quest I, in the beginning. I, If Barry ever gets the lord that you win by building all the buildings, you need to restart the game. Because <laughs> he just creams everyone. Oh, yeah. Well, it, 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 you, you got to pick up on that shit and start blocking him fast. I uh, I actually got one where it was piety and warfare. I, I, that's Pergeron, the paladin, I yes. think. And uh, I lucked out because one of the buildings, your reward... Your, your earning is either a white or an orange, a cleric or a fighter meeple. So I lucked out and got that first thing, first round, and that was integral to my actual winning because I was just, I got valuable. Right off the bat. Right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, I start, if I, don't, if I have a shit hand, it happens. You oh, just yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, You just yeah. got to cycle through all those cards looking for plot quests. You got to move fast. Got to get those plot quests out yeah. first. Mm-hmm. So, but I get it, Kay. You you want to play and enjoy the game. You want to let it breathe a little bit, and it just tightens up real fast. <laughs> Why does that sound dirty? I have no. I don't. Now I don't want to play Lords of War. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like Jeff and a Disney joke. I'm not getting it. <laughs> he just doesn't like it when it gets turned on him. Mm -hmm. He's like, wait a minute, is this what it sounds like when I do it? <laughs> Hey, that hurt. Oh, my, my feeling. Uh, no, no, Todd. I don't enjoy playing anymore. I just want to hone my skills so I can crush Barry. Oh, you turn like more and more to Deb every day. Little a noble effort. Lord of the water deep roach. You he wants to crush that. his enemies. You see them driven before him. What? And I like just try to make you lose. And you, you know, anyway, noble effort. Whatever. No, 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 no. See, there's a difference. The difference is you're not playing to win against anyone else we're playing. You're just playing to make me lose against. If everyone. I've gotten to the point where I know I can't win, that only happens that's when I get true. to the point I know I can't win. That's, that's, if she's gonna win and you're defeated anyway, why bother destroying no, you, know you? That's okay because then my strategy. Uh, I'm playing on difficult mode, Ben. You're playing I on data to, mode. I have to play to win, but to keep Deb alive long enough so she can't fuck me over. Wait, what? That, that, to I, keep her alive I enough? Keep her alive in a game, like like what? Let's say that huh? we're playing a game like Lords of Waterdeep, yeah. and you know by turn six you're probably not going to win. So then you're going to play against me, right? Yes. Okay. So you got to so keep her alive. I have to keep her alive. Booth. Keep her, keep her going so that she thinks oh, she keep, has... Oh, let her think she has a chance of winning. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Keep her alive was the problem phrase, my friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you can't, like, knock people out in that game. So yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. 
No, 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 no. I was hoping you'd pick up what I was putting down. There is no vague gesture with the hand and the look on the face. Is this a vague gesture? This one I'm holding? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you two. Put that in your nose. Uh Both nostrils. What's that, uh, hey, jackass, this is an audio show thing you're supposed to read? (laughs) I I, I found that enough of a verbal description. (laughs) (laughs) So that that, that was me. The next clockwork Torgo turns out is going to be the commitments. Yay, Jake. <laughs> oh, my God. So finally, Jake, you made it happen. So, yes, the next one will be the commitments with a somewhat close second with good, good fellas. But I have a feeling that'll be a near future. But, yes, the commitments. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, and, and don't really have a lot of, to add beyond that, except for one thing I do want to bring up. I started playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. And I have to say. I am really bored. This game is not really impressing me at all. I was not all. expecting that response. Not expecting that Really? Because that's like m- most of the thing with you. It's the story is the enjoyable thing. So there's no story? You nailed it, Jeff. Okay. So far, I have no emotional involvement at all. Is this the newest Assassin's the Creed? The brand new okay. one that just came out. Takes place in Baghdad, so it has a real throwback feel to the oldest ones, right? And c- kind of cool they're doing that. Uh, but the story that brings you in really isn't that great no real emotional attachment to it now there's been plenty of times in the past where assassin's creed fakes you out right it tells you it's you start the game and then all of a sudden this happens bam 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 now the story begins you've played for four hours already and oh shit things turned around right now i'm like wow these quests are really boring, and I don't see any reason to emotionally involve myself in this whatsoever. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage, you're on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. Dad, what time is it? News you don't give a shit about. The Lost Boys. Oh, I like The Lost Boys. The 1987 cult classic directed by Joel Schumacher is set to be adapted into a stage musical production. Yay! No. (laughs) I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. (laughs) Wow, that's impressive. That that just, that hurt my ear. (laughs) I want the Frog Brothers duet. That's going to be great. The Lost Boys musical is in the early stages of production. Okay. Among the creative minds spearheading this endeavor are Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring, James... Oh, what? Car- yes, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson's a musical theater guy. I yeah. love this already! James Carbonello from Midway. Okay. Marcus Chait. Chat. Million Dollar Baby. In addition, there's Michael Arden from Parade, book writers David Hornsby, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Chris Hawk, Shrek the Musical, and music by The Rescues with Ethan Pop. Who did Tina, the Tina Turner musical? Okay, I know that. I don't know the rescues, though. Yeah. Mm, I don't know them. The original film, obviously, if those of you who have never seen this movie, it should get added to your list. It is a cult classic for a reason. The original film tells the story of two brothers who move to a seemingly ordinary town, only discover that it's literally full of vampires. The film has a blend of horror, humor, and coming of age elements. In the years following the original film release, various attempts were made to expand the universe, including two direct-to-video sequels, which at that time we all know what happened to those. And that's all the return of the Frog Brothers. Other projects such as a fourth movie and a Frog Brothers television series were also explored, but they never happened. So That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) So hopefully, Lost Boys musical. Barry, you can go see it. Down. You can go see it. 
No. <laughs> Hard no. What is that movie? Yeah. See it. Is he not going to audition for the saxophone player part? <laughs> yeah. We're definitely going to have to clock, actually clockwork bury this and sit him in a chair in a straight jacket with the things and the ideals. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, though, it's going to be a jukebox musical, right? Because those songs are just too iconic. There's going to be a cry little sister number. <laughs> there is going to be a I still believe number. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> with, Hard with several uh, new uh, new yes. numbers for the you know for the Tony Awards. Oh, the final <laughs> battle number is going to be great. Mm-hmm. It'll be with the reveal better. of the the king vampire. It'll yes. be it'll be as good as um, the rumble in uh, West Side Story. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Instead of snaps, their teeth clacks. Yeah. Clack. Clack, clack. <laughs> Vampires don't dance fight. I mean, uh, I would care to differ. There's lots of things out there that say otherwise. They're mm-hmm. all wrong. Yep. And Including they... Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the musical episode. Oh, shit. That's right. That's right. And a lot of wire work. I never like I see a lot Buffy. of wire work. I love wire work. Oh, I see a very West Side Story style fight. Yeah. 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 A man like that. Who eat your brother? If there isn't a song in there called "Death by Stereo," I'm out. That, that needs to be a song. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Yay! So far, so good. Yeah, really. <laughs> Microsoft is considering adding an ad-supported tier to Xbox Game Pass to expand its reach in more regions of the world. During the Wells Fargo TMT Summit, Xbox CFO Tim Stewart talked about the company's expansionist desires via Game Pass and xCloud uh, streaming, screaming is probably more appropriate, (laughs) Um, indicating that it has its sights set on developing regions. So more, I mean, nobody, obviously I'm hoping people at this point know this, there are tons of places in this world where um, developing nations don't have, you know, they don't have Xboxes and Playstations because they don't even have TVs in most of their homes, but they all do have cell phones, and in a lot of cases, some of them will have computers. So for those specific areas, um, they're, this is where they're attempting to potentially try it out and say, hey, if you get these ads for 30 seconds, we'll give you two hours of game streaming play. Hmm. Um, and obviously, one of their prime markets that they are focusing on looking at right now is Africa because... The population that is 23 years or younger is 50% of the continent's population. 23 years old or younger. And a lot of that obviously has to do with war and strife and all the things that have been happening in Africa for a very long time. But you have that prime age for gaming. That's that prime age for gaming. And um, they don't have a lot. So they have cell phones and they potentially have laptops. They don't have a lot of high-end disposable income. So that's why they're going to test out this new potential commercial version so they don't have running water but they can play power wash simulator that's <laughs> awesome it has been like that for years there though i mean yeah. um i don't think i've talked about that here but one of the my master's thesis i almost did well actually i did do it i did a um, proof of concept but it was about trying to get types of technology to rural parts of developing nations to allow them to have access to like um power water thing what that wasn't using fossil fuels and things that are really harmful um because most of those areas that's all they have they have kerosene still and they're burning you know kerosene lamps and fires in their homes and breathing the air and it's super fun and great 
Yeah. It's, yeah, it's only been within like the last five or 10 years that they were able to really create high efficiency solar powered water pumps. So yeah. now they can pump water using in, solar panels in some places yes and, but well those also get stolen too which is another problem that the, they the, keep running into the other thing is that stuff is there because when you're developing and you're building infrastructure and you're doing all of that the first thing they put in are like cell phone towers yeah it's yeah. one of the yeah. wi-fi because the builders themselves need it it's not like oh, we'll put in the kids you know the kids cable uh before we build a building it's so, also one of the most cost-effective ways to right. put that kind of infrastructure in yeah. so that you can have communication. Exactly. Well, that's why. Yeah, exactly. So there it is. It's there. And at first, because at first when you said this, Deb, I'm like, they're, they're putting in ad things so they can expand. What, what the fuck? Uh, oh, we need, to, we need to find a money thing so we can expand. But when you're saying that it's because they don't do any subscription service or anything like that, they don't have Xbox, it's like, oh, oh. It does make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. yes, it, it, it sticks in the craw to say it, but yes, it makes sense. Yeah. Is it available just, for people like in the US? So their plan right now is they're not sure if it's gonna be available to North America and Europe or certain parts of Asia who actually have the traditional You have Game Pass, Barry. Yeah, I do. How do you feel about would you, would you be like, "Ah, oh, sure, I'll take it with ads and no pay?" I fucking love Game Pass. Yes. I think they that for the amount of shit games, there's just as many really good games to play with the exception of Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> Screw that dog. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Absolutely. Why did they, they they didn't need a 3. But I tell you this, the opening to that game is like Skyrim, the opening to Skyrim. It is. It's funny. It is. It's <laughs> only the rest of the game was as entertaining. Yeah, after the opening, you could just stop playing. Um, but there's a lot of other good games, like Starfield on Game Pass. Okay. Day one. I uh -huh. mean, come on. Um, so Game Pass is great. Now, would I buy this? I, what was it? 30 second ad every, what? So their, their sales model play? is like, would you pay for this tier if you only had to watch 30 seconds of ads for two hours of gameplay? Hell yeah, that's a really good deal. Um, now, depending on how, how much it is. Does it like clock into your uh, cam so it can tell you're not sitting in front of the computer when the Moreover, ad starts and you run off to make a sandwich? My fear would be it would be in a crucial time I, uh, and, uh -huh, yeah, yeah. and like a cut scene just started or something uh -huh. and then it gets to the end where you have to just sit there and you have to be ready to, yep. to, to fight. That's right. And then, oh, it's an ad and by the time it comes back you don't know what you oh, were doing and then you die. Or, or you're about to scum save and... Save scum. Save scum. <laughs> what? Save scum. You're about to save scum and then ad. Yeah. That's what you do when you're playing Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Save scumming, Dad, for, for, if you don't know, is when you get to a point in the game where it's like, oh... Do I open this chest? Or, oh, so you or, save before you make the choice so you can go back if you didn't make a good choice. Save scum. I've never heard that term, really? but I do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There I, it is. I forget the name of this this G4 celeb, uh, you know, that she she's popular. If I knew her name, you guys would be. But she was talking with someone on one of those game shows, and he was talking about, yeah, I save before like that cliff remember the cliff and that one blah 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 i say before i make the and she's like oh my god how dare you and she like ripped him a new sphincter because he talked he admitted he saved right before that big jump there's a difference between saving occasionally before you like you go into a like a major fight or something and then 
saving before you have to like a roll a d20 to to see if you critical hit or whatever which is what a lot of people do in Baldur's Gate 3 no I agree there's a difference my biggest concern is that with big choices sometimes in games you don't know which like which choice is the one that's going to go the way you want it to and so I tend to save because what if I accidentally pick the one where I'm like oh we're going to kill you now instead of yes you become part of the group you don't like consequences of course Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why I the justification for it occasionally in games is where you make a choice and it it dramatically affects your character and you don't want to have to play through hours and hours of gameplay to get to that point again to see what happens on the other side you know so like when you're playing uh, Mass Effect and you you play good versus you play Renegade right well I don't want to have to play through the entire opening and all the crazy stuff just to get to this point especially with Baldur's Gate 3 the big opening air time um just to see what would happen if I turned left instead of right, you know? Is it safe scumming a little bit? Yeah, just a little, but it's also saving me lots of hours of gameplay. You know what, though? Here's this little thing. Oh, save scumming. It's like, if if it, if you are allowed to do it in the game... Yep, then you're allowed to do it. Then Thank you're allowed you, to do it. If the game lets you save at that point, you're allowed. The other yep. side of that is, I'm going to fight this ridiculously hard monster in Baldur's Gate 3, and I have to get a nat 20 three times in a row to get like the best thing well I'm just gonna save between every one that's straight up save that is that is absolutely there's a line you know worry but it's there yeah you bought it (laughs) you knew what you were getting into I it's say your, let him crash. Thank you. <laughs> it's your game to play however you want. If you and want I to save every you. second, that, you that go right ahead. That sentence was weird when you were like, you know what you're getting into. It's like, what? It, where well, is, I was what? making a very direct airplane reference. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, folks, it's a week before Christmas. I just got this text from uh, Major Meh. He, his son, his oldest, had never seen the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, God. The original? Oh, the original? Boy. Yeah. Yes. So he's put it up on the screen, and he pointed out a good friend of the, my good friend and friend of the podcast, Vernon, actually, who was a bit of a Star Wars nut job, created one of the best versions out there. So look for it on YouTube, Vernon Wilmer video. He actually, he actually recreated the broadcast. So you've got your vintage. Um, oh, the commercials? Yes. Nice. Yeah, you got I your love commercials in the commercials. Work, And it's one of the crisper, more good-looking versions up as well. I think you've seen it, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Well, actually. I think uh, you and I watched uh, it one we, time. We, uh, what am I saying? Uh, we, you, me, and Steve have seen it because oh, yeah. on Christmas visits to Francine and Jerry's, oh, yeah. Vernon will eventually get drunk enough that we do the Vernon Wilmer Library. Uh, <laughs> montage. Yeah, but I'm usually talking to uh, somebody yeah. about Adam. Very loud. <laughs> very loud. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's actually a very crisp version and whole boy sandwich between the different versions of gaseous anomalies <laughs> it's a rough watch man oh my it's God. so it's terrible so when diane carroll comes on take drugs oh that whole my God. scene is just bizarre that and also you know just want to put your creepy meter away because ton and lay it, it hug it, it everybody it got weird and um but you know our canon archival reasons first appearance boba fett yeah, true. Yep. So, Weekend Geek! Hey! Woot. Please give me good news. Nope. Uh, not the beginning. Oh, 
man. Uh, Jonathan Majors yep. is officially out at Marvel. Yep. Uh, news comes out today in the wake of the Emmy-nominated actor being found guilty of reckless assault and harassment in his domestic violence trial by a six-person New York City jury. A studio rep confirmed the news about their decision not to move forward with Majors in the MCU. Uh, Majors played Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's phases four through six, which we're still in the middle of. He debuted the character during season one of Loki in 2021, then continued on in season two this year, as well as the uh, movie Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, Majors also had back-to-back hits at M. Amazon's MGM with Creed 3 in March. Uh, Kang was plotted to be a big baddie during MCU's Phase 5 and 6, with the character getting his own movie, Avengers, The Kang Dynasty, scheduled for May 1st, 2026. Uh, That movie recently saw its director, Shang-Chi's Destin Daniel Cretton, Cretton exit due to his busy dance card on the other Marvel projects. Unknown whether Marvel keeps the character of Kang intact uh, while recast or recasting the part with another actor. Not the first time studios had to swap actors for a specific role. Uh, early in the MCU, Terrence Howard was cast as Rhodey in Iron Man. Talks broke down for Howard on the sequel, and Don Cheadle stepped in, took over an actor playing. Uh, Played him as recently as Disney Plus's Secret Invasion. Yeah. And he uh, actually fucking owned it, too. Yes, he did. In fact, you know what? Let's get this started right now, folks. Don Cheadle as the Marvel pinch hitter. Oh, yeah. And just fucking put him in as Kang. (laughs) Just go with it. Uh, Hear me out. Oh, God. Danny DeVito. (laughs) As Kang. Yes. Real stunt casting. There there. you go. There. Yeah, that's uh, that's a stunt. That's it's a, a stunted idea. What was that thing you fucking dredged up, Steve, where Danny DeVito <laughs> was in the um, inserted in like The Last of Us or something like that? What? What? Oh, no. This must have been something Major Mesh showed me. Or, 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 or uh, Maple Leaf Matt. But it's, it's like they pulled Danny DeVito from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I believe it's Last of Us, and he's inserted in some of the scenes. Oh, there. I have to so see that. It's mm. it's kind of wacky. So, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely stunk. You know, Majors don't uh, even refit the costume. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. that's, that's true. I haven't seen Loki all the way through, but it's rumor okay. has it the it's way okay. that it ends, uh, recasting for... will actually make things work. I, I so. think even where we're <laughs> at in it, I was like. Oh, they could easily justify yeah. a new face. Well, it's a multiverse. Yeah. You yeah, have yeah, a yeah. multiverse situation. I mean, that's what one of the big things in the Loki series, right? Because the first season, right. he meets a version of him that's a woman. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, and it, so you know, you're in the multiverse. So multiple Kangs. Alligator. Yeah. Just go for it. Alligator. Yeah. Alligator uh, Loki. Yeah. Uh, the Lovecraft Country was the other that's thing that great. he started. That he was, he, um, I didn't recognize him. Uh, really? Really? At, at first, when he was doing the Kang. So, yeah. I just didn't put it together originally. Well, but and I'm I mean, guessing that puts a wrench into that sequel. I don't think they were going to do it. Yeah. It got canceled already. It did get okay. canceled. Yeah. No. I mean, if you've seen the end of Loki, I won't drop any spoilers here, but the way the series ends, I think, could lend to a way to work around Jonathan Majors being in. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think Kristen just said that. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see, because there's no rumor out there right now where they're leaning, is there? So no. we don't know if they're going to actually try to go through it or they're just like, eh, yeah, well, fuck it. 
Time to bring in Doctor Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just recast him. Matt no McKelson. Well, I mean, they're doing Fantastic Four. Yeah. So they're already starting filming of that one, right? Or they're soon to be starting filming? No, they haven't started. Fil- they haven't even cast that one yet. I thought they've cast most of it. Nope. No, no not most. You've seen, you've seen fan castings, but okay. not actual casting. Yeah. Okay. When are we going to see Squirrel Girl? Hopefully never. <laughs> well, X-Men. They're doing another X-Men, right? Uh, Probably. The, there's no official announcement, but they've, I mean, I, well, Feige's already well, talked about There's also leaks. Three. Yeah, leaks yeah. all over Deadpool. Wait, what did you just call him? What? Feige? Feige? Yeah. That's what Kay called him. Yeah. No. No, no, no. You can't prove it. There's no recording of that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who gets to edit this show? Yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm. I think you did, Trebek. <laughs> so, so, this, so this would be something like, and and, you know, and... Figay hasn't said anything. <laughs> That'd be funny. One episode, Todd, you just fucking went in there and overdubbed all of us with this Figay. You know, just... Mother, father, Chinese dentist. <laughs> Warner Brothers has acquired the rights to a sci-fi comic series initially published by Marvel Comics in the 1980s titled Alien Legion. They brought on Deadpool and Terminator Dark Fate director Tim Miller to develop the film and help build an epic space opera franchise. Created by writers Carl Potts and Alan Zalentzer, along with artist Frank Sicoro. Nope. Sirico, Sirico. We'll get there. The series is set on a distant future where the United Planets is defended by the Alien Legion, a force made up of a motley crew of extraterrestrial soldiers. The Legion is known for its diverse membership, including anthropomorphic characters, aliens, humans, each with their own skills Isn't and that backgrounds. The Green Lantern or the Lanterns? Isn't that? Hush you. <laughs> the series explores the challenges. You're not wrong, though. You know, that's very true. The series explores the challenges. This is how it's different. Challenges faced by the Legion as they navigate a universe rife with interstellar conflicts, political intrigue, and cosmic threats. I'm sorry, that wasn't different totally at all. Totally different. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha, here we go. It's described as, quote, the French Foreign Legion in space. Nope. Huh? Nope. See, Still, not a uh, not a uh, lantern no. in the bunch. Not at all. And I don't think they'll fight a parallax either. So nuts to not you guys. Not at oh, all exactly the same. All right, let's get a little more specific. A little more specific. The key characters include Saragar, a captain from a serpent-like species that were once used as a slave labor. There's the brutish degenerate Jugger Grimrod with his green skin and deep hostility toward authority. Huh? Different. Uh, the gentle four-armed medic Miko and Tori Mentrock, a human who is being forced to do a tour of duty in the Legion in order to receive his inheritance. Warner Brothers Picture Group co-chair CEO Michael DeLuca is said to be a fan of the comic and has pursued it for several years. Uh, Miller, also a fan, and at one point actively pursued it when he had been an animator earlier in his career. So, yes, it's uh, Alien Legion, not Green Lantern. Both at Warner Brothers. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Clean Lantern. Ash. Ask. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, boy. Well, so here's what's going to. So, Steve predicts your future. Oh, shit. I hate when he does this. They will. This is a series or a movie? This this is a. Well, so far, a movie okay. that's expected to be a yeah. group of them. They will shoot it. Uh, the actors will be well cast. Costumes will look pretty good. 
They'll get everything done except the special effects, and, and Zaslav will go. Zaslav will go. You know, we need another tax write-off. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> uh, Blumhouse and Universal Pictures have confirmed that their next monster movie, Wolfman, which was first announced way back in 2020, is still in the works and will be released in theaters on October 25th, 2024. There's been some big changes behind the scenes, though. Ryan Gosling is no longer attached to play the monster. Instead, Christopher Abbott, who's best known for his appearances in Sanctuary, Possessor, and Poor Things, will take on the role. Uh, I, I think Poor Things is the name of the show, not an assessment of his work. <laughs> Gosling remains involved in the project as an executive producer, though. So in addition, uh, The Invisible Man's Lee Whannell is back in the director's chair, uh, initially stepped down in 2021. So Whannell is back. He's the guy behind the Insidious franchise as a writer and an actor somewhat. So Whannell, making Wolfman. So happen. it's coming out next October and they haven't started filming yet? Yes. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> Those ambitious. special effects are going to be. That's ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> That's called, okay, be... everybody's had a lot of vacation because you were on strike. It's fine. We're all going to work. That's right. We're going to work a shit ton and get it done. Well, you did say it's Blumhouse, right? It is, and they, so they churn. They, they churn do hard. churn it out pretty quickly because low budget. Mm-hmm. It's the wolf, man. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what was the, the short? I think it's on Disney Plus. The Werewolf by Night? I think so. And then they just redid it like in color because before yeah. it was... Werewolf by yep. Night. If they did it in that style, I think it would be enjoyable. The mm-hmm. Wolfman. There we go. Well, we'll see. But that was only an hour. And Wolf Wolfman movies have been very done very, very well in the last 20 years. They've been <laughs> fantastic films. <laughs> Amazing actors in really mediocre movies. Teen oh, boy. Teen Wolf? I guess that was pre twenty years ago. Yeah, that was probably the that 80s. and uh, American Werewolf in London, the last two good werewolf movies. Yeah, just that Maybe transformation. Dog scene. soldiers. Okay, dog soldiers. I'll give you. Here, that. God, what was the Jack Nicholson one? Wolf. 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 Ah, that yeah. one was okay. It was. Yeah. It was okay. Jack Nicholson I, I, was in a werewolf movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was. And Michelle Pfeiffer with and Michelle James Pfeiffer. Spader. Yeah. Yes. And wow. James Spader. He is kind it. of fantastic. He brought yeah. it in that one. Yeah. Actually, well, that, that, Spader. That's one of those cases where the lead up to the whole Wolfman thing, yeah. you're like, I actually would watch this movie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they are... <laughs> it's office politics. Deb, it's yeah. office politics. Jack Nicholson is an editor at a publishing firm. And James Spader is an asshole who's moving in on his job. Yeah. And so there's... There's trying to get politics, him fired so he can he, and he they're can take fucking over. button heads. Yeah. And it is so funny because yeah. I'm sitting there going... I'm really loving this part because actually it was pretty fun. Yeah. Because uh, because Nicholson is totally portrayed as meek and mild, and once he gets bit, he starts getting some balls. Yeah. And that's when he begins fighting at back against Spader. That's when he starts Nicholsoning. Yes. And it's yeah. and it's just like this movie is cool. Yeah. And it's so funny because when it fight they, they become werewolves and they're fighting each other over Michelle Pfeiffer. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Where, where'd the rest of the other movie go? Oh, my God. It yeah. just got wacky. I, I, I will say... It's it ironic, is, yeah. It is worth watching. 
Yeah. Just it, because of those two going at each I'm other. I'm telling you. It's ironic the wolf that. parts are the worst part of the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It is. It's funny because it's true. It, it totally, 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 totally worth for the base. And I start based strong on true and yeah, <laughs> peters out. Yes, it's based on a true story. Um, here's, then there's the Benicio, inside, Benicio Del Toro's inside werewolf. Inside the Bradbury building. Yep. The one in so, LA, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. So the, the one that I almost got to go into. The <laughs> problem with the one with Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins Just is- one? There's only one problem? <laughs> well, the biggest one. Okay. The biggest problem is if it's Universal and they're remaking their Wolfman franchise, the big mistake that they made with this one was making Larry Talbot a loser. Because where's the freaking tragedy? The guy's already on his way out, and you turn him into a werewolf? That's probably the best thing that happened to him. So yeah, really. So what made the first one a, a tragedy was Larry Talbot. He was going to inherit this new estate. It's coming into this little town. He's going to be a big fish in a small pond, blah, 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 blah. He was blah, a blah. successful whatever the fuck he was in America. <laughs> yeah. Coming home to his dad, Claude Rains. I mean, yep. he had Claude Rains for a dad. He's doing great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden gets bit by the wolf, and then his whole life just falls apart. That's the story. It, you know. Almost all of these Jekyll and Hyde Wolfman stories are uh, addiction allegories. <laughs> That's your story. Yeah. And I uh. mean, you know, we're Americans. Uh, some loser gets addicted to something. Who gives a shit? But when it ruins somebody who's making money, and, you know, it's the yeah. son of someone rich. That's a tragedy. Yep. Yeah. Snarcasm. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I've made that complaint like about like the Lovecraft thing. Yeah. The color yeah, yeah. out of space. It's like, oh, dysfunctional family gets hit by this weird, uh, absurd supernatural space thing. Well, what about good functional family getting destroyed by this yeah what happened you know there are good families out there and it can be sad when they get destroyed hollywood you don't have to like it's uh, i will say this <laughs> watching superman the movie again reminded me of mm. one of my takes at the time when that movie came out and a lot of uh, comic book readers. That was not how Krypton was portrayed in the comics. Uh, the Krypton in the comics is basically future Earth, where they had pretty much figured out everything. No race wars. They'd figured out medicine. They'd figured out technology and how people all work together. And then it gets blown up. That's a tragedy. You know why? If you got a planet that looks like it's already dead and it blows up, and this is kind of the mistake that and, John and, Byrne and everybody, made. And everybody is just like, shh, don't talk about the planet blowing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, the idea that it comes out of nowhere is like, uh, never mind. Yeah, and I mean they made the same mistake. Well, John Byrne made the same mistake that you know Krypton was a place that you wanted to blow up, and I said, well, then where's the fucking tragedy? And then when they did Man of Steel, same thing. Krypton was a dying planet because of ecology, and it's like. Well, then where's the freaking tragedy? Right, well, like you said, Steve, about uh, Snyder commenting about uh, Superman. You know, Superman's got to kill. Otherwise, where does his code against killing come from? <laughs> That's like, I, I don't know, good parenting? Yeah. <laughs> well, Kryptonians famously put ketchup on hot dogs, so they had to go. 
What about mayo? There you go. Oh, oh my God. Ooh. I mean, that's, I, that's a thing that Zod did. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zod was, uh, he was in the mayo fact. Big on mayo on hot there dogs. You go. Speaking yeah. of Zod, for decades, I, I misheard Zod in that movie. Uh-oh. As a kid, when I heard it, I was like, how did that pass the censors? They don't have stuff like that. Because at the beginning, right, they're sentencing Zod and the cohorts, right? Mm. Yeah. To the Phantom Zone. And then Zod starts with that uh, monologue, you will bow down before me, Jor-El. You will bow down. And then at the end, he's shouting it, it's not you, and one day, your ass. And I didn't, I don't get, <laughs> I didn't get that he was saying heirs at the time because I was, yeah, I didn't know the word heirs, but I knew ass. Yeah. Well, in well, the British, too, so they dropped the R. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your ass will bow to me. I'm like, that's really strong for, you know, PG television in the 80s. <laughs> anyway, next story. Yeah. This next story actually has a, a, a long tether back to earlier stories years ago on Geek Shock. Oh. Oh. This, is, this is almost a culmination a, a a secret sequel to earlier stories, do, and I'm here for this. A do, lot of do we want to save here. it for episode 750? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much buildup. It's going to be crap. So, <laughs> right. Back in 2010, the Broadway musical Spider-Man Turn Off the oh, Dark. Oh, God. <laughs> which we covered ad infinitum. Oh, at one yeah. Point. Nauseum. Uh, the musical had a lot of buzz surrounding it, partially our fault. As Broadway's <laughs> the, the Lion King director. Sorry. <laughs> what? What was funny? Uh, Julie Taymor was on board to helm the ship, and Bono and the Edge of U2 signed on to provide lyrics. Now, it had a troublesome development process. <laughs> troublesome. Yeah. Spider-Man turn off the workman's comp. <laughs> Numerous delays, technical difficulties, safety concerns uh, during rehearsals and performances. It became notorious for the high number of injuries sustained by cast members, leading to several cast changes and eventually mixed reviews. The musical went on to do a relatively lengthy run on Broadway, despite its issues, but ultimately closed after four years with a massive financial loss. That four years has a huge asterisk on it, though. Yeah. Now... A new script has hit the Hollywood blacklist, which that's the list that has the best unproduced screenplays in the film industry, right? Mm -hmm. The script's called Boy Falls from Sky, and it follows the story of how Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark made it from page to stage. It's written by Hunter Toro, who previously penned Digman and Bubkiss. The synopsis of the screenplay reads, quote, An anxious playwright finds himself tangled in a web of deceit, injury, and intellectual property as he adapts his first Broadway musical, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, inspired by a true story, unquote. I am wholeheartedly <laughs> here for this. <laughs> yep. I want Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the movie about the making of the musical. I need it. It, it could be another disaster artist. Yeah. Oh, yes. It really could. <laughs> yeah. The big asterisk on that, they were in previews for close to a year before they officially opened. So many changes, too. Yeah. Oh. It, it's, it's one of the things I talk about when we talk about the rehearsal process. I said, or, you, you know, it's usually, you know, six weeks, eight weeks. Uh, a little bit longer if you're, you're going to open a sh new show on Broadway or something. Or you could be Spider-Man, turn off the workman's comp and take a year in previews. You mean like having a video game be an alpha 
four years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, until Spider-Man Turned Off the Dark, Carrie the Musical was the red-headed stepchild of Broadway. Yeah. Not like now. like the horror Carrie? Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's made a comeback now. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now that is being produced all over the place. Cause yeah. Wow. It's, well, with the whole, all these musicals being made about movies, uh, say like uh, Lost Boys, something like that. Uh now that just fits right in all that yeah i had a friend when i worked at the queen mary that had been in the previews for carrie and people were like oh we, we got to talk we got to talk about how he goes there's nothing and he was from australia and he was like nothing to talk about it's a terrible musical there's a reason it closed <laughs> oh yeah and somebody goes yeah yeah but the but the prom scene he goes oh, yeah no we're all slipping and sliding around <laughs> Um, and uh, just an asterisk to turn off the dark. Yeah. One of the producers, Representative George Santos. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, he wasn't. No, <laughs> that he was wasn't. one of his lies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. even better. That's like how crazy his lies were. Oh, dude. <laughs> I still love it talking to Major Matt and like, no, no, no. Uh, Lewis, they discovered this guy lied about, you know, work jobs. And he's like, they all do that. And it's like, dude, you do not know. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, haven't looked into But this. look. He lied about this. You would never lie about something like that. No normal. I know. I know. Why? Why? <laughs> he, he was the Tommy Flanagan of comedy. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The problem is he did it in a time period where the whole sum of human knowledge is available at everybody's fucking fingertips. Yeah. It's yeah. not the 1940s or 50s where you can get away with shit like that and nobody will know. Yeah. And, and Jeff is so upset he's choking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're going to be okay there, buddy? Wow. Oh, yeah. He's, 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 For the viewers out there, he gave us a thumbs up. <laughs> Wrong pipe there, pal? Yes. Okay. Uh, final story. Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan are teaming up to star in a new Karate Kid movie mm. set up at Sony Pictures. <laughs> Chan starred in the 2010 remake of the film as a character named Mr. Han. Uh, Macchio will reprise his role as Daniel LaRusso, and Chan will once again take on the role of Mr. Han, the Kung Fu master who helped Jaden Smith learn martial arts to fend off his bullies. Uh, aren't any details to share in the uh, read of the plot of the film, but it's reported, quote, that it will mark a continuation of the mythology of the original franchise, unquote. A movie will be directed by Jonathan Entwistle, who did The End of the Fucking World, from a script written by Rod Lieber and Karen Rosenfeld producing. Movie is set for release, Sony Pictures, December 13th, 2024. Is it going to be part of the Netflix show? Well, that is considered canon, right? Yeah, it is. So then this is also going to be considered canon, so it might not involve the same producers, but it's certainly a continuation of that story somehow. Oh, God. Jaden Smith isn't going to be in it, is he? Nah. I I think they would have announced that in here if that was official. They'll probably do like an Iron Eagle 2 thing where they kill him off in the first five minutes. (laughs) Well, I mean, at this Or like an Indiana Jones thing where they didn't even show Shia LaBeouf. At this point, isn't he in his 30s? Is he in his 30s? Or late twenties, Jaden Smith. He's in the. You know, I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the internet. Uh, how about you? What? How old is Jaden Smith? Write to us. Comments at Shotpodcast dot com. You're talking really fast to make sure that. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because wait, 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 w
There you go. That means his <laughs> brain is set in stone. <laughs> and I want to thank our tier two members, Mike M., Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Heyerbrier, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire, Minty Scoop, Two is One, Leon Mitt, Scoopy Ramon, and our tier four members, Deb T., David Farrar, J.R. Conkle, and our tier five members, Jeff Harris, Ozzy Matt, Bad Martron, Glumly, Atomic Gumby. Uh, special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan, Songs of the Burning Light. You can find his music at SWH Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitch, and of course, you, beautiful, dear listener. And I just want to uh, put it out there that we've already kind of planned uh, next week's episode uh, because this is the time of year that the news kind of stops for like two weeks, right? It really does. So uh, in the past, we've kind of just brought up a kind of a end of year it just kind of happened like kind of naturally. What was your favorite thing of the year? This time we're actually organizing it. We are actually going to have a best of 2023 episode. So, yeah. So I uh, hope you enjoy that because there's not going to be any news. If there is news, something breaking, of course, you know. There will we'll, be news. <laughs> there's always Santa. news. Santa will have visited all yes. the little children of the earth and given them their Funkos. That's, well, that's, a Yes. Consider, consider that news given to you now. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Wow, me and my mouth. Right. I mean, there might be something, and of course we'll talk about it, but the plan is to give you the best of 2023. If you want a real Christmas gift, join the Kofi. It's, it's the gift that keeps giving, especially if you join the Minecraft server. Have some fun with us. How, how, how much is the lowest tier in Kofi? Oh, wow. You know, is it 20? No. Is no, that's, it that's 10? That's three. No, no, that's your two. It's five bucks. Five dollars. I know. We're practically giving it away. <laughs> giving what away? Minecraft access. Oh. Kofi uh, Discord access. <laughs> and the, and the, stickers. And bonus shows. Them. Yes. <laughs> and the best, we have the best time on Discord and you're missing out. Plus you get to tell Torgo uh, what to watch. Oh yeah, actually membership in, Tor uh, in Torgo. Membership in Torgo. <laughs> oh, I, I, you just have, half the people just cancel. Yeah, that's, I know. Well, that's really cheap though. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> no, no, I think it's like a two bits. Membership in Torgo. Alone. He's cheap. He's just not easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you can actually participate in the Clockwork Torgo saga. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander Krampus. Vlarg. With Professor Biggs. And Bub. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yes. yes. We'll talk to you next week for our grand finale of the year. Of the year. Oh, poor Jake. He just shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Spurl's like, what? What am I going to do? What, did he have some of those gummy bears? Oh. 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 No, that'll... Well, I can hardly wait to hear that report next well, week, Steve. That'll we, be aftershock. We should, <laughs> we should ship these back to Microscope. Yeah. Force him to well, eat. half a bag, because Steve's got to have oh, the other Oh, that's right. Half. A <laughs> serving, serving size. Hey, it's, only, it's only 50 calories. That's half right. See? D d Jeff, and actually you know less... how to read. It, yeah. Does it seriously say and two servings in the bag? It does say two servings per container. <laughs> and you know what, though? It An may... amount per serving is 50 calories. So there's only 100 calories total in this bag. And wow. For those who've ever had to have um, a colonoscopy, mm -hmm. it may be an easier <laughs> way right? to, to, to prep for that. I yeah. mean, That way you don't have to starve. You I... just have a bunch of these yeah. keto I... gummy bears. Okay. Uh, in in the on the advice of counsel, I'm just gonna say that was joke. <laughs>
<laughs> don't actually do that before your colonoscopy prep. Yeah, don't. Prep. They, they tell you don't do anything colored because yeah. it'll cause problems yes. with the test. You might overdo it. I, don't know. I always thought ketos and vegans would only put things in their body that they could understand what they are. I'm reading the ingredients list on here, and I'm like, Oh yeah. How all, much of it can you not pronounce, Jeff? It's all chemicals. Oh, I can pronounce it all. It's just I don't <laughs> I mean, know what all of it is. To be that, to be fair, to be fair. Well, he can pronounce it all. <laughs> there are some ingredients on food that mm-hmm. are chemical, but they are natural. Oh yeah. Chemicals, yeah. So yeah, I and I get that, but try telling a vegan that. Oh, yeah. no, I've all, had to, and it's yeah. not easy. Yeah. It, but I mean, everything's a chemical. Everything. <laughs> everything is. I mean, <laughs> salt. Yeah. Is, yeah. See, uh, sodium chloride. chloride. Yeah. If you see sodium chloride, that yeah. is table salt. Hey, hey vegan. And, Jeff fucking hates you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you have it no idea where no you idea. get the sodium chloride from either. It could be Himalayan, it could be pink. If it's sodium chloride, it's sodium chloride. Yep. Although imagine the joy on the face of your doctor that gives you the colonoscopy when they see little bits of bear running around. <laughs> feet. <laughs> little feet, little arms, little heads coming out your We anus. found a purple growth. We don't know what to do. <laughs> it has ears. <laughs> Test it for malatol. All right. We don't oh. know if it's malignant, but apparently it's gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> and low-carb. Yeah. <laughs> 